podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Season 2 of the Road End Podcast. Each episode, we will speak to a new guest, get to know them and hear their stories about Liverpool Football Club. Hi everyone and welcome to Season 2 of the Road End Podcast. Today I'm joined by two times champion jockey, Paul Hannigan. Thanks for joining today, Paul. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm very well, thanks, Dan. Yeah, all well. Good to have you on. Um, this is the first episode we've had anyone involving horse racing, so yeah, thanks for being here. No, it's a pleasure. Let's get into the, the nitty-gritty of your career then. I, I try not to bore you too much, and you'll try not to bore me too much <laughs> with it. Um, but obviously, to get involved with horses, you must have, been, you must have loved them to begin with. So how did you love for horsing? horse racing first come about yeah um well it's through my dad really um and 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 that's the kind of how it happens through most kids people growing up um you have some kind of family that that are into the horses and my my dad had he had a brief stint in in horse racing um and he and he'll he'll tell you himself he just didn't kind of make the grade he wanted to be a jockey and um, he 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 just he just tell, he'll say it himself he just wasn't that good enough to make the grade really and he didn't really want to go down just the stable lad route so that's how it happened with me that's how I got my interest and the kind of he wasn't working at the time and I followed him down to a local stables in in Warrington one day probably got a football match cancelled in the morning because I, I was so keen to me football and followed him down to a local stables and it was a racing yard at Terry Caldwell's in Warrington. And that was it. It was just like a uh, instant, you know, reaction saying, "Yeah, I, I love this. This is what I want to do." And and that's how it, it kind of started. Done from there. The age of around about um, eleven, twelve, which, which sometimes is quite a late start in 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 horse riding and horse racing. Uh, I assume you have to be a certain weight and size. People tend to think that jockeys are really short, but when they've stood next to me, there's ones that have been taller than me before. <laughs> it surprised me. So. Weight or size they have to be? It's a good question actually because um a lot of the jockeys now they're just getting so much bigger. I mean, in, in general, I think the population that that we have now, they're just getting bigger people. Yeah. You know, that are e- e- eating more, eating healthier food. But generally, you know, you do have to be quite small. I mean, I'm five five and I've always kind of, you know, my family's been quite a small family, you know, going back to when I was football, it, it always kind of counted against me you know mm. you know in them times it was all you know they were looking for you know tall big big lads playing football and they always kind of got to me a little bit but you know looking back it, it was a blessing you know Definitely. because I uh, I started with a with a horse racing so you do you do really I mean it, it's it's more weight really than you know what what kind of weight you are than than size you know a lot of there is quite a few tall jockeys but they are generally light yeah so Two times champion jockey, 2010, you rode 191 winners. Now, this is online stats, so correct me if I'm wrong, because I know you'll know the numbers. Um, 2011, 165 winners. So that's obviously some dedication to that that many races in a year, let alone wins. You must have absolutely been done in in 2010. How did you motivate yourself to go again? I'm just about got over it now, Dom, to be quite honest. It, I mean, it really, it really did take it out of me. I, I, and it was back to back championships. And it was quite different then from, from them times because yeah, the, the, the season started in March and, and ended at Doncaster in November. 
Um, it's not as long now. And back then, you know, I was doing two meetings a day. So, for example, I could have been at Haydock Park in the afternoon and then had to drive up to, say, Hamilton in Scotland. Wow. Um, probably rode out that morning at seven o'clock. Probably had about, sometimes I had 10, 11 rides that day, drive back that night and all over again the next day. So you say motivation, it, it was just, it, it was full on. Mm. And um, the, the, you, you needed a lot, of, a lot of motivation, but you kind of just get, when the ball's rolling, you, you, you just keep it going. And, yeah. You know, the winners are, winners are flowing. You know, I wouldn't change it for the world, um, but it, it did take a lot out of me. What's been your best win to date? Now, this is a bit of a silly question, but I like I like to see if you if you actually got one because obviously there's hundreds of winners. If not, I don't know. Are you into your thousands? I, I rode my two thousandth winner a few months a few months ago. Now, probably I think I've had about two thousand five hundred in in international as well. So um, so yeah, a, a lot of wins. Look, I I said on a lot of interviews, I've, I've been I've been very lucky, which you need a bit of luck, but yeah. I, I've worked very hard. Um, and I and I try and put that into my kids as well. You know, you only get what you put in. But a lot of a lot of good good winners, a lot of good horses. Um, I think really the the one that stands out, Don, would, would be my first British Classic winner at Epsom on Tagruda, and and that that was in the Oaks, which is kind of like the the female version of of the Derby, really. So where's that horse? Where's that horse from? Um, so that that horse was when I was retained by Sheikh Hamdan Al Maktoum, mm-hmm. um, and I was retained for nearly five years. Um, and she came along in two thousand and fourteen, and that's where she she won all the races. I won another big race and called the King George at Ascot. Yeah. So, yeah, she's um, she she she's a mum now. She's uh, she's breeding, and um, but just a, a fantastic race, you know. Coming from a lad, a lad from Warrington, not much racy background, you know, to win a, a British Classic was was kind of special, you know, not yeah. only for me but for my parents as well. So yeah, yeah that that was a special day, mate. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you how much hard work goes into it, but you've already just explained that. Where can the listeners expect to see you racing in the next few months? All over the country, yeah. And I think after this week as well, it, it really starts to pick up the season. It's been it's, it's a bit of a slow burner when it starts. It starts at Doncaster and then it goes a little bit quiet. You've got all-weather meetings. And then really, after this week, you get more meetings in in, in uh, every day. Mm. So you could have you know a few meetings down south, say Newbury and Newmarket. And then you could have two meetings at, um, at Haydock and, and, and a meeting in Scotland. Uh, luckily... I say luckily, some some jockeys don't agree with it, but we're not allowed to do two meetings um, anymore. Like say, like when I was doing Haydock in the afternoon and, and Hamilton at night, <laughs> as you can imagine, it's just crazy. I mean, you know, some of the stuff I had to do in the car to get there, you know, you you can imagine getting yeah. there with two minutes to spare. And just dangerous. You know, so it's just so dangerous. And, and, and I was the one that voted for you know scrapping the two meetings because I yeah. thought it was only a matter of time before there's a bad bad accident and mm. I had a few um, close calls and I just thought there's there's more to life you know there's more to life than the M6 <laughs> and the M6 I mean the amount of times I've been stuck on that motorway <laughs> uh, yeah it was uh, some hairy moments let me tell you well I want to go into something what's caused a lot of noise um, recently 
I'm I'm just a racing fan, so I, I couldn't tell you everything about it, but I enjoy going the races. I enjoy the family time. I enjoy going with my mates, and you know, obviously, we like a winner or two. The noise from the protesting group at Aintree it caused massive disruption. Now, from a selfish side of things, people obviously have spent a lot of money to go there. They've you know they've backed these horses for this race, and and also from um, an owner or a jockey side of things, they've spent a lot of money and they've got their horse in prime condition for these races. Can you understand the protesters' side of that argument, or are you on a similar side of me where you think, why? Yeah, well, I think first and foremost, um, Dave, I, I think it really backfired for the protesters because I thought it really upset the horses. Yeah. Because, um, you know, horses are very intelligent. And, and when, you know, they're walking around the parade ring waiting for the jockeys to come on, they know. Wait, hang on a minute. It's going on far too long, this. Mm. You know, I'm walking around here far too long. It's not usually this long. Because of that, I thought it, I thought it got them, a lot of them, very stressed. Yeah. And then, you know, there was a big rush on them to get them down to the start because it's it's been a delay. And I, and I, and I think, personally, I think a lot of horses were stressed and, and, and probably ended up not running to the true potential and even falling. You know, mm-hmm. obviously, you're going to get a lot of falls in the Grand National, and that, and that, and I'm afraid that is just part of, of horse racing. But I really do. I really felt for the for for, for the horses because um, they 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 knew something you know wasn't right, having been delayed for so long. And uh, you know, I've been you know countless times asked um, what 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 I thought about it all, and um, you know, I just wish that you know the protesters could just kind of just say, okay, you know, we'll. We'll come and we'll come and have a look at, say, for example, and go into a horse racing yard and see, you know, how, how horses are actually, uh, you know, treated and, and, and treated, and and I think they'll be amazed, you know, horses are, are, are better looked after um, than, than than some of us, and it's just they just really need need to just have a look and and, and have a go and 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 just see, uh, but at the same time. I've got to stress. There's only so much you, you can tell them and say. Yeah. You know, sometimes I feel sorry for you know the racing public who who understand um, how well horses get looked after, and and I feel it's just they get the brunt of it. And uh, I really do feel that they just need to just do more homework and uh, and, and and look into how how well the, the horses are looked after. Me. Yeah. Well, from looking at you, and I can see your face lighting up when you do talk about them, which is which is brilliant, even still to this day, how long you've been racing. So the horses themselves, from what we could see, as I'm just saying this as a racing fan more than anything, you could tell something wasn't right with the horses from, from the start. And, you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to work out that the time they had to wait from the original bell to when it actually set off was just far too long. And going in and out of the stable, back and forth and things like that, it was just it was bang out of order. Do we think we're going to see more of this? Probably, but I mean, I think just the world at the minute, mate, it's just going to be crazy, isn't it? You know, you're seeing the snooker now. I mean, if if, if people are protesting and getting on snooker tables, I mean, what chance have we got? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I do, but I mean, how long, you know, we've been seeing it for a long time, haven't we? And I just wish that, you know, the protesters could just just look into it more in, in, instead of going all in and, and being that tunnel vision. I think they will be quietly surprised. And um, 
I must admit, when I was, you know, I watched the Grand National, there was no flat racing on that day. And I get my kids, you know, it's a family thing, isn't it? You know, you, you sit down and watch the, the Grand National like I did with my parents. Yeah. And um, I must admit, when the cameras panned on to the, to the Liverpool crowd outside the fences <laughs> doing <laughs> doing the bit I thought that was that that was pretty amazing I live I go, they're probably 10 minutes away from Aintree and listen it's it's one of the biggest things for our city not you know it brings in so much revenue for the city it, it brings in a lot of visitors it brings in a lot of good attention so I think the UK especially must have looked at that and thought you know what them scouts is actually <laughs> alright the shit we give them <laughs> yeah <laughs> Do you know what you were saying before about the care on the horses? You only have to look at horses to see the condition that they're in, that they have to be looked after. You know, it it doesn't take all this protesting to, to see that they get looked after. You can see they're well-fed, you can see the well-trained, the the muscle and the size of them and the way they're treated after races, you know, the bucket towards the straight away. That's just from what I see. So from what you see, God knows it must be, there must be so much more to it. Yeah, and I mean, and, and and as well, Dom, that that's not just for the cameras. You know, people do it because they love horses. Yeah. You know, I do it because I love horses. I love the sport. You know, I'm I'm one of the lucky ones where I've managed to do something that I love and been able to, you know, earn a good living over the mm. years. There's not many now that has been as as lucky as some of us. Yeah, obviously, I go back to saying that we work. I've worked very hard, but you know, we we do it because because we love them. Yeah, and, and, and we and we care for them, and um, I mean, I think you made a very good point there. You've got to be kind of, you know, obviously you see how well they look on television, but when you get up close and personal, you know, it takes your breath away to be to be yeah. fair. How well they look, the muscles, the neck, you know, the shine, how, you know, the 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 bonds that that the lad or last leading round the horses have have with them. Mm. You know, it's just a it's just a no brainer. You can see it straight away. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about Liverpool then, um, before we move on to a quick fire. Um, you was paraded on Anfield with Ian Rush when you got your championship uh, jockey title. How good was that? God, just being brought goosebumps now, even when you mention it, to be honest. I mean, look, I, I, I've, I've rode and met a lot of big races and on a lot you know, television all over the world. I have never been so nervous in all my life stepping onto that sacred turf in front of the cop. Uh, it was just surreal, just surreal. And um, it was the first time I was champion jockey in 2010. And um, one, one, one of the uh, guys that, that was kind of in, in Great British Racing said, look, uh, we've got you a nice surprise and you're going to be paraded in, in front of the cop at Anfield with your champion jockey trophy off Ian Rush and I was just gobsmacked. Wow. I was just absolutely gobsmacked. And and I'll never forget the reception that I got. It was um, absolutely amazing. It really was. Every parents there, every wife, um, we had um, everyone watching. That must be up there then with everything you've done. Yeah, although there, there, there is a little bit of a kickback to it because um, we actually was playing uh, Wolves that day, uh, that night. And uh, we got beat. Uh, Roy, 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 Roy Hodgson got sacked. Oh, well, that's not uh, the worst thing in the world. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. But I thought, they ain't going to ask me back here again. No, no chance. <laughs> well, but, uh, at least you've got a story. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But it was amazing. Do you think we can still make top four this season, given the circumstances? Oh, do you know what? I, I, I never thought, I never thought we, we would a few weeks ago. 
or a mm. month ago. Not 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 in a million years, but they've kind of got on that roll again, haven't they? Where yeah. they're just the confidence is high. Yeah, I mean, I I hate tempting fate, so I'm not going to say, Good. but I'm I'm just I've got everything crossed. I was actually in Scotland at Musselburgh on the way back when they were playing Tottenham. I got a lift back, and um, the poor lad that was driving me um, had to put up with me watching <laughs> Tottenham on me on me phone. So yeah, but I'm 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 more hopeful. I'm to yeah. be honest. We are now going to do a quick fire round with our guests. This could be very controversial. We have a, each episode, I have a bit of a quick fire round. You don't have to dive into too much information about why you've given the answer, but I'll just ask you a few quick questions. Um, yeah. As a young jockey, who is your racing hero? Oh, my racing hero. Um, yeah, it, it was probably going back to the stable yard in Warrington. Uh, the trainer had two sons, uh, Patrick Caldwell and uh, Peter. And for me, that was like the first jockeys that I ever met. And, and and they were jump jockeys, so they were going over the you know the the, the big yeah. jumps, and I was just in awe, absolutely in awe. So, you know, you can say all these big names and 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 this in in, in the jockey world, but but they 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 were my two who was who were very good to me, Peter Caldwell and uh, and uh, Patrick. You know, they were they were just good guys. Thanks for that question, Daz. Okay, we've got one from Mike Kearney. This is from Twitter. Do you have one ride you wish you could do again? Oh, there's a few. <laughs> there's a few. I think I think in all I've had about I don't know, it must be sixteen thousand rides. Wow. Uh, so as you can imagine, there are there are a few. Um if I was to get one one chance again, it would probably be the Dubai World Cup. I I, I finished second, got beat by a good horse. Mm. But I think if it, if it, if it was to um, if it was to ride one again, yeah, I, I got beat. And every time you finish second, you think, "Oh, I shoulda, woulda, coulda." Mm. But I think I think the, the the thing that really stands out first place was about six million dollars uh, to 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 the winner, and it was a quite a large drop to second. <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably that's probably done it. Who won it? Yeah, Sylvester D'Souza, who's a good friend of mine, so it, it dealt dealt the blow a little bit. I hope he's bought you a pint. Oh, he did. I made sure he did. <laughs> yeah, but he was riding for Godolphin, and I was riding for Sheikh Hamdan. Wow. And and and, and their brothers, um, yeah. Sheikh 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 Mohammed. So so yeah, it was it was a, one of the biggest races in the world. So yeah, I just got pipped on that one. What's the? It's, you know, this is this is a random question, but I've just thought of it now. What's the pressure like in? Racing, let's say in the UK, compared to in Dubai, obviously it's a big race, the Dubai World Cup. But taking the race itself out of the equation, what's it race? What's it like to race under the pressure of being over there? A lot of pressure, you know, not just for that race. I think it's probably when I had the Sheikh Hamdan job, it's one of the biggest jobs in in the world in racing. You know, a lot of pressure. Uh, you say, you know, the Dubai World Cup is one of the biggest races in the world, and it's a lot of pressure, but. You know, the press, more pressure you come under, the more big races you do, it yeah. gets a little bit easier. Um, you know, I'd say it's probably like a professional footballer. You know, I mean, it's probably the third when you first have your debut for Liverpool, isn't it? You know, the pressure must be unbelievable. Um, but I found it got easier as I got a little bit older. Um, and, you know, I I kind of I kind of thrived under, under pressure. 
to, to, to be honest. Some people don't, some people do. I was one of them that, you know, the more pressure I kind of dealt with it and, and, and worked harder and, and rode better. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm going to get asked a question in terms of corruption and racing, which you're not going to answer because you're a jockey. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, ask away, ask away. S- someone asked me a question, and obviously we've seen charges in the past. How corrupt is horse racing, especially midweek meetings? Now, that is very precise. That almost sounds like someone who works for them. <laughs> so you can't give you can't go into too much, but give me some sort of answer for that if you can. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to be honest, personally, I've never seen it so clean. Like, you know, the British Horse Racing Authority uh, control it. And, and and rule it. So from a personal point, I mean, honestly, it is very, very clean. Back in the day, maybe in when I had my first rider, which was in 1998, mm. I'd say there was a lot going on. But we live in a, um, you know, a, a, a time now where not not a lot gets missed now. Yeah. Um, and say, for example, you go into a steward's inquiry now on a racetrack, with the stewards, they've got about, I don't know, 10 cameras on the wall and they do not miss a trick. Really? Believe me. So um, it, it's never been cleaner. Um, obviously, you're going to get people that, that, let, that let it down sometimes, you know, not only in horse racing, but in other sports, you know, football, you know, betting. You, 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 you're going to get you know, a few that, that that let it down and then people are going to go, oh, I knew it was this and that. But I think you're going to get that everywhere. Mm. And um, it, it, it's just you're always going to get 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 a few that that, 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 that that let the sport down, I'm afraid. But I can honest, honestly say, mate, it, it's 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 in a good place. Brilliant. Good answer. Um, last two. If you wasn't a jockey, what would you be? Oh, well, obviously, I wanted to be like every kid growing up, um, the next footballer. But, you know, my, my size put pay to that. And I, and I keep saying my size, it's just an excuse. I wasn't good <laughs> enough, to be quite honest. Um, but um, it, it, it's a tricky one. I was always kind of into journalism. Okay. And, um, you know, down that, I did kind of work experience at, at, at the Warrington Guardian. Yeah, I I was always quite quite still. I'm in, in, in into journalism and, and and say maybe punditry, and uh, and probably something down that route. Yeah. What's the best race course that you've raced at, or what's your favourite race course? Uh favourite like it's a bit touche, but Haydock Park for me is is one of my favourites. It, it's it's close. It was close to home where it was yeah. where it was brought up. I had my first winner there. I rode out my apprentice claim there. Uh, had one of my first big winners there, so it, it it's kind of been a, a really good place to me. Um, there's always people that I know there when I, when I'm racing. I always get a good. It's a good racing crowd, to be honest. Yeah. But obviously now I'm based in North Yorkshire, and and, and York is is my local track. Okay. And um, and that's absolutely you know amazing track. If no one's been to York Racecourse, they they have to go. Yeah. Uh, same as Haydock. And uh, they're just both nice tracks to ride. Generally, they have better horses running there because they're, they're very good tracks. Mm-hmm. And so it's probably in between York and Haydock. And if it was to pick one abroad, it, it would be Maidan in, in Dubai, where they had a lot of success. Okay. And then last but not least, what's your favourite racing event? So as a fan, more than a jockey. 
oh, it's got to be the Grand National for me. I mean, people might be surprised. I don't say the, the, the Derby. The Grand National, like all over the world, it's like it's like the Melbourne Cup. Mm. Like it's standing, like the world stands still to watch it. You yeah. know, it's stand, Australia comes to a, a stop. Well, is it really that big? It's that big, mate. Yeah, it's huge. Absolutely huge. And, and that's what I think of the Grand National. For me, the Grand National, you know, going back 20-odd years, 30 years, um, sometimes it, it wasn't quite good viewing with the amount of fallers. But the mod- the modifications, what, what they've done now, I think have been fantastic. Um, Would you say yeah. it's the safest it's ever been? Absolutely, 100%. And I'm going back to the protesters, you know, they, 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 they've got to think about that, how much work's been put into it. But I think it, it's it's like a, it's a big big transition what what they've done to to that race. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Like, let's let's go back to when I'm younger. The fences were huge, and I know they're still big. Don't get me wrong, but compared to then, they look they're not as aggressive. So it used to just be massive bushes, and you're thinking, how are they clearing them fences? But now it just looks tidier. It looks a better setup, and as you say, safer. So, um, you know, I don't think any protesters are going to listen to this, but if they are then I advise you do your homework because I'm just a fan and listening to you and what you're saying about it, it's it's brilliant because, you know, at the end of the day, no one wants to see a horse die and that's that's be all and end all of what happens. So, yeah, um, thanks for your honesty on this episode, mate. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Yeah, my, my pleasure. Really enjoyed it. Good. Um, hopefully I'll speak to you soon, but if you don't, good luck for the rest of your season. Hopefully you've got a few wins under your belt. Yeah, thanks very much, Dom. Really appreciate it. Cheers, mate. Thanks, mate. Thanks to everyone for listening in to today's podcast and thank you to our amazing guests. Without them, this wouldn't be possible. Don't forget to follow us on social media, twitter.com forward slash the road end pod and on Instagram, Instagram slash the road end pod. 